You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pretty bad. I'm just looking at who I'm just looking at, at who Cleveland's playing coming up. They're playing Indiana and then at Orlando. Yeah, it could be Cleveland. Yep, Cleveland's and the Knicks are Milwaukee. They play Chicago. They play Chicago on the thirtieth, which is next Wednesday. Uh, yeah, it could be Cleveland. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I always like that game. Who's the last team to win a game? And I think there are those in New York who would bank on the Knicks. You know, you could maybe get value on at that play. Yes, I do. Sacramento Kings. Yeah, although they did get their first win of the year last year in Utah. And they're at Utah tonight in the second night of the Was it Utah or Oklahoma both. City? I thought their first one Oh, you know against, what? I think it was. It was Oklahoma City on I think a road it was. game. I think you're right, It actually. started bleak for them, and then they go to Oklahoma City, much like think, the Warriors But they did going. win in Utah a couple of, uh, yeah. maybe later on. You're yes. right. No, that's a good point. Yeah, so they did. But it was the same type of game. It was a game where you didn't expect them to win, and uh, Russell Westbrook was coming back, so everyone thought, well, they're going to get rolled over. That's right. You're right. And Shumper had a huge game, right. and it turned their... It really, you know what? You can point to the last year that turned their season yeah, around. It did to get to thirty nine wins because they became believers in themselves. It did, and it was early. So, um, you know, and for the Warriors, you but yeah, they got to play Utah and they got to play Denver, and then then they get Charlotte, and then they get Charlotte. But that puts you in that Wednesday to that that gets you to Wednesday. Yeah, they, they'll they'll win before then, and they'll win they'll win at some point in by by Wednesday. I think there will be a team that will take longer than Wednesday to get a win. They. There will be a team yeah. that will take so longer it's not than Wednesday. Them. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm negating that. I'm, I'm taking okay. them off the board. All right. Well, I, but I, 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 here's what, again, I said it about the Warriors, and it's it's like, just like the Kings. The Kings look at the schedule and see Charlotte coming in. They're circling it, and we're getting a win. Well, Charlotte right now is looking at the schedule going, boy, it's had a tough, we had a tough run right here. We played pretty well a couple of games. Uh, oh, but Sacramento, that's a team we can get. I don't want that to become the Warriors, where the Warriors start looking at the schedule saying, oh, yeah, I've got one coming up here. That looks like it's going to be a pretty easy one here. Um, when it's time to take on Phoenix or whomever it may be. And all of a sudden, we know that Phoenix has competed pretty well in the first two games. Monty Williams hasn't playing well, and Phoenix actually looks at the schedule and says, you know what, these guys have been whooping up on us. It's time for us to turn things around and start whooping up on them. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Getting your read on the Warriors through one game. And, and what do you need to see this week from this team? There are some more winnable games on the schedule uh, with the Warriors in Oklahoma City and New Orleans before taking on the Suns and the Spurs and the Hornets. But, man, there's going to be a lot of games coming up. I mean, it is just rapid fire, boom, 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 smack you right in the face with Warriors basketball this week. It's so funny when you, as a fan, you look at it and you go, God, I have to wait forever for a game. But in reality, they are coming. I'm looking at the dotted schedule. Man, they are coming fast and furious. I mean, they you better be ready. I know you've got some travels coming up in the next week. So yeah. You've got a lot going on. But it, it, this is going to be a pretty tricky time right now. A lot of games coming up. Uh, you're dotting in with some teams that you think are playoff teams, like the Spurs and Portland. you got to go to Houston. Minnesota's playing a little bit better. I don't like that. You know, who, who does the schedule? they got Oklahoma City, for crying out loud. they got to play them twice in a couple of weeks on the road. Well, the irony in that was that the, the Oklahoma City, so the first two road games for the Warriors yep. at OKC, at New Orleans, those were the two teams in the Western Conference last year that the Warriors only made one trip to. Oh, my goodness. There's two teams every year you make yeah. one trip yeah. on the road in yeah. your own in your own conference, and you know, two teams that only come into your place one time. 
Well, Oklahoma City and New Orleans were the two teams that the Warriors only made one trip to, and now they're going to make two trips to both within the first month. Let me ask you this. Uh, you are famous for a couple of things. <laughs> one of them is last year's well, the, rundown of the schedule. And the, the text line is crushing me for not remembering... The, for, for misremembering the, the the Sacramento first you don't win cover of all the things. Sacramento I, exactly. Kings. You you do here. Let me. Can I pat John on the back? And he probably wouldn't want me to do this. This is why he's the best pre and post game show guy in the in the league because he he knows the Warriors and he does a great job. And then, but on an off night where he lives, he's about an hour and fifteen minute drive from Sacramento. So when a team like Portland is close, he's going to go see them because he knows they're a playoff team. That could be playing at the, the Warriors later on this year or, or in the playoffs at some time. John actually goes to Sacramento and covers the NBA to make sure he's ready for his show and pre and post game oh, yeah. show. So that's why prep. he's the best in the league. It's all prep. You go yeah. talk to people, you go yeah. watch games. You go, I like I like watching teams play live and, and frankly the last few years I've enjoyed watching teams play just in a different setting, right? Because when teams that come into Oracle, it's just it's just different. Yep, and it's just there's just a lot of there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise, and it was a different vibe. And not crowd noise. I just mean noise around national guys are all over the place. It yeah. most likely was going to be a national game. Well, you go to Sacramento, it's most likely not going to be a national yeah, game. You just, but it's you, know, you get you might have a Sam Amick in the crowd because he lives in the neighborhood. Plus, you get a skewed view at times of teams when they play the Warriors because the Warriors are so dominant. Yep. You want to get a more realistic view of, of And that's teams what you do. And that's why you're the best what you do. And, and I was going to ask, I know we got to get to a break. I know you could run down the uh, Warriors schedule last year game to game, which was phenomenal, but did you forward think it this year? Can you recite the entire schedule forward this year? Not yet. Okay. No, not okay. yet. Sounds but good. I, but I, but I do, yeah. But I, I gotta, I gotta maybe the next month or so. Yeah. Maybe John, we'll get to that. Yeah. John was in Sacramento last night scouting the Portland Trailblazers. That's <laughs> what he was doing. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's JD and Coase. Tim Roy joins us at ten thirty right here ninety five seven. The game. Now back to Warriors this week. On 95.7 The Game. 888 It's John Dickens and Jim Cosimore. Warriors this week until 1 o'clock here on 95.7 The Game. Tim Roy, the voice of the Warriors, is going to come up at 10.30. That's before the Warriors head to Oklahoma City uh, for Game 1 of their two-game back-to-back roadie where they'll take on the Thunder and the Pelicans Sunday and Monday. That's a 12.30 tip. Tomorrow, right here on 95.7 The Game. Our time? Our time. Okay. 2.30 uh, Central Time in OKC. Get your bodies ready, Warriors. Get your bodies ready, and uh, the we'll be on the air at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Are you a keep-your-body-clock-on-California-time-at-all-times guy, or do you try to acclimate yourself to the road time? It's an easy switch for me. Is it? It's not for me. I stay California time all the time. Yeah, and you've done, I mean, you, you traveled I, for yeah. years. Yep. Yep, and I've always tried. I keep my watch on California time. I have always gotten up on California time. I try not to change from that. Interesting. Yeah, which is hard when you have to play Toronto at 12 noon Toronto time. It is. Yeah. That's when it's painful. It is because it's yeah because it's nine o'clock in the morning. But I I just try to adapt. Mm-hmm. I I it's almost like a mind game for me. Yep. It's like well all right it's one o'clock I'm gonna go to bed. I know. It's, yep. You know. Six o'clock, I'm going to get up. I know some people who are like that. And it's just for whatever reason, maybe it's just the 
strange way I'm wired, yep. I, I can actually get through it. Hey, I want to go back to something that I think it was Khaled, one of our callers said. Positive Khaled, because positive Khaled was all over 50 wins. 50 and 32. He said, we're not going to know what the Warriors are for 20 or 25 games. Like we're gonna, It's going to take them that long to gel and to, to figure out who they are to, to be the best version of themselves. I would make the case the Warriors can't wait that long. Or if that's how it's going to look at, at if that's how long it's going to take, you're still going to have to win games along the way. Because I'm again, not to be schedule guys, I've kind of been, you know, typecast Love as schedule guy. Love schedule guy. But they've got some game, if they're going to be a playoff team, they got to start winning games now. It can't be, well, you're 3 and 8, but you're, by the 25th game you're going to know what you are and then you're going to start winning. Yep. That do, it, it it ain't going to work that way. You need, to, you need to win along the way while you grow, while you develop, and the schedule is set up to give the Warriors some opportunities if they're going to be halfway decent to win. And to me, that starts tomorrow, and it starts Monday, and it starts this week. You it can't be waiting around. You're right. It might be because of the conference they're in. They just don't have the luxury of going 25 or 20. I don't think 25, but I am... I lean towards Khaled. I don't know what I'm going to have for 20 games. I don't know where Willie Cauley-Stein fits in. There are some people... Listen, we take the calls. We see the, the texts. There are some people who think Willie Cauley-Stein is this transformational guy who's a pogo stick. We heard it might have been Khaled who used that phrase. He's a pogo stick offensively. He's just going to go to the rim. He's a rim runner. He's going to do it. You know what? He ain't a rim runner. He doesn't want to be a rim runner. And he might disappoint you on some things you think he does. He, he is a rim runner when he wants to be. But he doesn't want to be. He thinks he's Porzingis. Okay? But some nights he actually is a rim runner. But it's not enough. You're right. You know it and I know it. No, I no, it's you know what? Look, hey, nobody's been harder on, on Willie Collie Stein. I love the guy. He's a wonderful person. I'm but, not taking that. I'm not going to say that. He is a wonderful person. I think Warriors fans have a little bit of a skewed view of Willie Collie Stein based on the fact that he's played pretty well for the most part against them. Okay. The last couple of years with Sacramento. He's not going to be a rim protector. He averaged a round a block shot a game last year. So he's a he's not going to do that but for But he you. is better than what they have at the position now. And he does make Kevon Looney more, you know, he makes Kevon Looney a better option. Okay. Making Kevon Looney a bench player that's going to play 25 to 30 minutes a game. Having the Which two makes of him better. Them, Having the two of them together mm-hmm. makes the Warriors better. Okay, and that's great. And then that's as a guy that's been critical of Collie Stein more than most. That, that's true, and, and I like him. But he's just not going to be that guy. I think he could have made Clint Capella money if he did only what Clint Capella does. But he doesn't want to be that guy. He wants to be the unicorn, and he thinks that's what his offensive game is. And I'm sorry, but it's not. And it's certainly not going to get a chance to be that when you've got Steph Curry and you've got Draymond. Now, I will say this on the positive side, that guy can pass like few big men of the game yeah, can pass. and that will play well in the Warriors' system. Absolutely. Absolutely it will. No question about it. We watch Willie Colley sign when he's healthy before games. He does guard drills. He doesn't do big man drills. Yeah. And, he's, and he's actually better at defending on the perimeter than he is defending at the rim. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He's better at getting out and 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 getting down and getting and moving his feet and staying in front of guards than he is being at the rim sending shots away. You you're correct, but the sexy thing with a seven footer who's at, as athletic as he is is he's supposed to get to the rim and block a couple of game. And I think fans are going to be mistaken on that. Yeah, it, he'll he'll flash it to you. He will. He will be the guy. And and it's and he's been kind of the bright lights guy. 
He's you know it's been when Sacramento was playing the Warriors, he'd play big mm-hmm. when it was you know go, when the four stars were playing. But when he went up against Damian Jones, Damian Jones kicked his tail. I think you're the guy who said this. If he averages yeah. ten and seven, he'll have the you know the the twenty point fourteen rebound game against Joel Embiid. Yeah, but he'll have the zero point two rebound game against Damian Jones. And you'll say, where did he go? Like, how did that happen? Like every he's he's going to be this guy. He will have the twenty and fourteen or the twenty and seventeen. And you're going to go. There's the breakout. Now he gets the system. Now we got that piece in the middle. And I'm telling you, the next two games, you're going to say, was Willie Cauley Stein active tonight? Because I didn't see him in the game. He played. He played 24 minutes, but he didn't have an effect. But all that being said, all that being said, yeah, he does help the Warriors. So you're. Okay. It's just the level that it's just the level at which he's going to help them. Mm-hmm. Is where I come from on that. Okay, and I know I, it's uh, there, there's nuance to that take. It's not. It, it's not because I think sometimes it gets construed as well. You think he stinks? No, I don't think he. Stinks. I don't think he stinks. But, but, but when you're critical of certain aspects of somebody's game, it yeah. gets it gets thrown out there it that gets way. Turned or it gets shortened. I too. think he's a good player. He's an inconsistent player, and he's not as good as maybe Warriors fans think he is, given right. the snippets that they saw in some of the games where he took advantage of what at times has been a big-time weakness of the Warriors, which is guys that rim-run a little bit and, and, and guys that can get easy baskets and are athletic. When he's playing hard, he's the kind of guy that would give the Warriors fits, right? Yep. And he was playing hard more regularly against the Warriors because they were the Warriors. Yep. Yep. So it it was you know the, the the two things that brought the most out of him were on full display in those matchups. Let's get to Rich in Los Gatos. Rich, you're on ninety five seven. The game we got Tim Roy coming up in a little under five minutes. Hey, Rich. Hey guys, thanks for letting me on. Um, I'm not going to be all negative. I'm a warrior nut, so I don't want to come off wrong. But and talking about sign, he remind. I think he has potential to be just what Javale McGee's turned into. I think they remind me of each other physically and emotionally and. Pretty much they could be brothers, it seems like. So hopefully that will happen. And even that being said, I mean, me personally, I'm a Draymond basher. I love what he does if there's scores everywhere. You know, I don't like the dirtiness, and I don't like that you don't have to guard him. So maybe I know here in the Bay Area, which I've lived my whole life, that's like blasphemy to say or whatever. I'm feeling. Oh, man, down in Los Gatos. Can't you guys afford a good cell tower? Yeah, we got to let Rich go. Yeah, he wants. He wants. There aren't really moves to be made at this point. Does so? Is my question? Does he want to make a move to be more competitive now, or does he want to make a move to position themselves for next season? And I listen, guys. It's, well, it's October, but that that would be my question to him. And why in Los Gatos can't you get a better cell tower? That's the other thing. Okay, that's fair to me. Get a better cell tower. Uh, you have to look at this season under that lens, though. Can I can I ask you this? Are we still under the false pretense that you can take the Willie Cauley Steins and the Glenn Robinson the Thirds and the Alec Burks, magically put them with Steph and Draymond, and they become playoff caliber players? Are we on? Are, now you could do that when you had KD and Clay. I think you can they do could it. Put you and I on the floor, and you're a player. I think team. you can do it with the three of them. I think it's going to be tougher with only the two. Not with D'Angelo Russell. 
You're saying that's nah, that D'Angelo drop De'an- off? Yeah, De'an- yeah. Okay. D'Angelo's in the next category down Okay, from those three. But I, because I, I do think some people think, think Willie Cauley-Stein. Well, I'm, but I'm going to say that, again, I feel, all of a sudden, I feel like I've been the guy that's, you know, I like, I like you know, it sounds like I like Willie Cauley-Stein more than you do. But yeah. I like him as a person. I, I like Willie Cauley-Stein. I think Willie Cauley-Stein's a better player than JaVale McGee. I think Willie okay. Cauley-Stein's a starting caliber center in the NBA. Okay. You know, I, I don't think JaVale McGee, night in, night out, is a starting, going to play 25, 30 minutes a game. I think Willie Cauley-Stein's going to play that. that Those those minutes, it's just the JaVale's consistent the best production. example of putting a guy, just a guy, with that group and got the most out of JaVale McGee. Yeah. I don't know if they have that same magic any longer. They may. They may not. We'll find out. We'll see. Tim Roy. The voice of the Golden State now there's Warriors. there's magic right there. That is magic. And he's joining us here on 95.7 The Game on Warriors this week. What's going on, Tim? Uh, not much. I'm literally standing on the uh, the walkway to our airplane at uh, the tarmac here at SFO getting ready to fly out to Oklahoma City. So, Do they hold a plane uh, for you? Are you like the last guy, like Steph's waiting and no, Steve Kerr has no, a no, drink no, in no, his no, hand? No. Well, no. Steph... My, my, my whole goal is to get here before number 30. If I can do that, I'm okay. Well, and, and Steph, Coase, uh, you may remember this, yep. and, and Tim could, could tell the story, fill in the gaps here. Steph made an appearance on this show to get after one Matt Steinmetz uh, last that's, last that's season. Right. Last year, he was uh, listening to a uh, same deal. I was uh, literally uh, almost on the tarmac in Oakland, and, and uh, uh, Steph called up and started laughing at me because he, he had the uh, show on the car radio. And uh, so then he wanted to tell Matt Steinmetz uh, what he thought of some of his opinions. You know, that's actually kind of cool. I yeah, kind of like that. Cool. Yeah, I think that is pretty cool. So, um, oh, it shows that uh, the effect that Matt and uh, 95.7 The Game are having. Well, and him and Steph go way back. Him and Steph go way back on some... They on got a little some... issue? They got a little thing? No, not, I wouldn't say an issue. Not but... a bad thing, but they're, they're willing to spar. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, okay. Matt, Matt had some opinions of Steph early on in his career, and, and they turned out to be wrong. But, I mean, but in Matt, fairness. But you want the truth, and, you know, Tim, you can jump in on this. I don't think Matt was the only guy early no. in Steph's career. And I'm not ripping Matt for it. I mean, we no. all have opinions on things. Right. It's just it, it's kind of fun that they're both good-natured about it is kind of where I'm coming from, Tim. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it, just, shows, it just shows, you know, the kind of guy that Steph is, that he, he understands, it's, it, you know, that being in the, in the public eye is part of the deal. He's mature about it, and he doesn't take it personally. And, and so... Uh, I think, you know, again, it's, it's part of what makes him so special. You know, why he's so different than your average, if they're, you know, like average superstar. The average superstar's got kind of an odd way of putting it. Hey, well, just, just in case Steph is listening, Steph, I love you, and I still make you the steak your wife gave me a recipe for, the uh, Aisha's steak that you make on the, on the, <laughs> That's on, great. like on a kettle. You have a kettle. Um, oh, yeah. yeah I've, seen that, your, I've seen your yeah, tools. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. <laughs> That I, Steph, I still love that steak. So you can get back into NBA now. Go ahead, uh, John. You can get back into NBA. <laughs> well, Tim, what what were your big takeaways from night one? I mean, I was there. Were, there was twofold for me. It's the Clippers are are really good, and, and the Warriors where they're at right now. They're they're not on that level right now, and that's fine. But the other takeaway was, I'm ready to see the Warriors play somebody other than the Clippers or the Lakers. And I know the preseason you can throw it out, but I just I want to see how they stack up against the rest of the league, and I just have no feel for where they stand at this point, but we're going to start to get that this week. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the thing. I was telling somebody this uh, on uh, the dog walk yesterday when I was walking my dog and I ran into a friend of mine. I said, hey, it looks like, 
you know, six games, five preseason, one regular season, and five of the, you know, six games are going against two of the top four or five teams in the league, depending on how you rank them. And, uh, you know, the Lakers are an absolutely matchup problem for the Warriors with their side. So, so yeah, I think this, this trip, and I think like, you know, last five years, we've, you know, had this thing where we knew what the team was going to be, or at least the last four. We knew they were going to be really good. And so we didn't need 20 games to figure it out. I think this year you need, you know, a quarter of the season, 20 games to really figure out where this team's going to be and, and just who they are. And also they need to get healthy. You know, they have to get healthier. And, and I think that's part of it as well. We haven't seen their full team yet. I just want to follow up on that because we had a caller that, that, that said the same thing, you know, 20, 25 games, need to figure out who they are. The one thing I wanted to ask you off of that, though, is can this team afford to, to not win games as they figure it out? Because I'm looking at it, I'm just looking at a week like this week where there's all these games coming up and, you know, the five games in, in what, seven nights. And I'm thinking, you know what? If this team is going to be a, a playoff team, they're going to have to get some wins along the way, and they're going to have to get some wins this week. Not every game, but they're going to have to have a positive week in terms of the, of the win column if they're going to hold themselves up in a tough Western Conference. Is that, is that fair? That, I think it's absolutely fair. I think it's you know you have to look at games that you have to get now. You know, and what was face the last three years? They lose a regular season game. Everybody's going, well, big deal. Nobody cares. It, uh, they, we know they're going to be good. We know they're going to be judged by what happens in May and June. And now. You know, to get to that point, you have to win these games. And, and, and would it be the end all if they don't do well this week? No, but it would be real nice if they can capture a couple of these because as we know, there will be times, there's going to be a couple of weeks this year where the schedule is going to look awfully tough. And it's going to be hard to, to find wins like that. Nothing beats winning. And you've had a great run, uh, watching up close and personal the best team of this generation. For the last five years, and really it's been a seven-year stretch of greatness here. Is this year, how is this year different in getting energized on a nightly basis? For a fan, I'm just going to tell you as a fan, I kind of like the fact that any night, I'm not sure what's going to happen. So to me, it's kind of fun watching the Warriors right now. But for you, Tim, being up close and personal the way you were to this recent greatness, how is this year going to be a little bit different? I feel like different because I think, like you said, there's that, that unknown factor. And I think, you know, one of the things that, that I'm excited to see is to see which players step into the void. You know, there's a void coming off the bench now. You know, the roles aren't heavily defined and, and the whole bit. And so, you know, who's going to step up and have a good year? Uh, is it going to be a rookie? I mean, is it going to be, you know, Eric, you know, watching Eric Pascal play is, is a little bit exciting because he knows how to play. And, and I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of growth he has over the course of the season. So, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, more exciting because of the of the unknown factor. You don't know how this team's going to be and who's going to play well on particular nights. And, and like I said, I think there there are there are openings now for players to fill, and I'm, I'm curious to see which ones are the ones that are going to do that. Tim Roy, our guest here, the voice of the Warriors on 95.7 The Game. It's Warriors this week. J.D. and Coe's with you here uh, until 1 o'clock. The Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder coming up here tomorrow morning uh, on 95.7 The Game. Our coverage beginning at 11 o'clock. That's a 12.30 tip right here uh, on 95.7 The Game. And that'll be Tim Roy and, and Jim Barnett uh, on the call 
for that one here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Tim, what what did you think of, of Jacob Evans in, in the game against the Clippers the other night, equaling his three-point total for the season? I thought that was impressive, and, and he looked he looked like a much more confident player on a, a team that's looking for as many different, I think, wing options, even though he's a little small, let's say, to play three. He he looks like he's more of an option than 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 maybe you might have thought if you hadn't really been paying attention coming into this season. Absolutely, uh, you know he's a guy that um, he looks very comfortable on the floor now. Last year, very tentative. Game was way too fast for him. Didn't know didn't know how he was going to to play on a night in night out basis. And you, you know the, the the fact that as soon as he you know caught the ball in an open wing, that shot was going up, and that's exactly how he needs to play. He needs to play without that that tentative this and that fear, he's got the body, I think, to be a great defender. And so if he can give you something offensively like he did the other night, uh, that's going to be a plus. He might be one of those guys that steps into the void. And, and you know, I think it's a good lesson for, for me and for everybody who covers, follows the NBA in the sense where, uh, you know, we're getting players in the league who aren't ready. You know, Eric Pascal's a little more ready than most. He played four years in college and he played for, a very good coach, Jay Wright. You know, we know that if a guy comes out of Villanova or Michigan State, they're going to be tough and they know how to play. And so, uh, it, but other kids who don't stay for the, for the, the whole duration, they kind of have to learn how to play. And I think we need to reserve judgment on a lot of young players until maybe after three years. God, I totally agree with you. And, and you know, you'd think, Tim, how surprised are you? You mentioned, you know, Draymond Green, and that's a unique case. But the guy goes four years and, and – how is it that teams don't look at that a little bit more often, even with second-rounders, and say, you know, instead of taking the flyer on the European kid who's 19 or taking a flyer on the on the kid who played one year at a college and decides to come out, why wouldn't you look at more four-year guys who are more more human-ready? Because most likely a guy taken in the, the deep second round isn't going to come in and turn your, your team around in much the same way Draymond Green did. I think I think there's a stigma with four-year players that guys who um, who stay in college for four years that maybe like there's a reason that he's not good enough, he's not talented enough, and and the, part of that is true uh, because if there are a lottery picks, they're coming out after their first year or the second year. Um, but uh, but I think that that you know for for a lot of kids though that maturity too, the, the fact that they're growing up. Uh, while at college is a huge deal, and so they come in a little bit more mature. And and I think you're right. I think there's. I think that's why you see every now and then a couple of people who get signed as free agents or as um, as as late second round picks, and all of a sudden, you know, surprisingly, they fit in very well. I think it's because of the fact that they're a little more mature and they they figured their game out in, in the college ranks. Tim, uh, what sticks out league wide for you in the first couple of games? I know I, the Warriors. It, it feels like everybody's played five games. I know it isn't true, and, and the Warriors have obviously only played the one. So you've had a chance to kind of survey the league, and I know you you watch the league as much as anybody when the Warriors aren't playing. Uh, what what stands out to you these first uh, four days? Uh, that there may not be any bad teams in the West. <laughs> it's like. I was watching Phoenix and Denver last night. Phoenix without DeAndre Aiden took Denver to overtime. Uh, they, they're better and more, they're deeper, they're more talented. They're Denver better coached, in too. In the last year, they're better. You know, Monty Williams did a great job with them with former Warrior assistant Willie Green helping them out. Uh, 
So, yeah, I, I just think the West, is, Dallas looks really good. So it's like, I think the West is, is, is packed. And I think, you know, the, you know, it may take, you know, 48, 50 wins to get into the, to the Western Conference playoffs. It's going to be tough. Wow. That is a tough, that's going to be tough to get to that number two because there are so many good teams. All right. We know you're heading out on the road. You're at the airport. Just give us a little, uh, give us a little taste of what goes on inside the plane. What kind of food you got in the plane? Who's playing cards? What's the game? What, what goes on on that, on that plane? Yeah. There will be a card game up front, I'm sure. Uh, usually there's always one. The coaches kind of sit and get their laptops out and do work. I'll do some work in the back of the plane. And, you're not in the and, card game? Uh, you don't, you don't, you don't have the ante for the card game. Are you telling me, Tim? No, that's a little above my big <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been there before, brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don Nelson invited me to play gin rummy one time, and I, I told I told him point blank, said, "Don, I said, said I'll be broke by the time you're playing land if I play with you." So yep. <laughs> uh, I, I opted out of that that uh, offer. But no, it's just that, you know, it's basically NBA plane. They have those nice gator food on board if you want it, and, and of course, every NBA plane has to have. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Can't take off without it. Is it the jelly peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or is it the London? There's one that's pre-made that has the uh, crust cut off. You guys have those in the little packets. <laughs> we used to have those in the little well, packets. Sometimes, sometimes they have those, but most of the time they are, you know, basically uh, they make they make them for the caterer will make them for them. So, uh, but yeah, you, you got to have those. Can't, have, can't, can't take off without those. And, and Tim, just uh, w- what's the schedule like? I mean, the, the Warriors are going to land and, and then practice in Oklahoma City. I know that's how they've kind of done things the last few years, but it's uh, an odd start time as well. Yeah, and that's why I think they want to give them a good practice. It's going to be kind of like a half practice, half shoot around because there'll be no shoot around tomorrow. And so, and and then get them, you know, back to the hotel so they get a, uh, a, a quick meal and then get some sleep. So, yeah, it's a, it's a quick turnaround to. To tip off tomorrow, and I think that's why they do the late practice today in Oklahoma City as opposed to practicing here. So get them, get them off the plane, get their legs moving. You know, go over the what the the Thunder will have, and then the, and then basically you know get ready for tomorrow. Tim, great stuff. Safe travels, and uh, we'll talk to you next uh, next week. Pretty uh, pretty busy out here at SFO. A lot of United planes packing in and in and out in front of me, but uh, visibility is probably about two miles. That's all. God, it's gorgeous uh, in this. In, what what are we like? Uh, Ten miles from you, where we are? Yeah. Fifteen miles, maybe. Yeah, yeah about probably more like ten. Beautiful yeah. by us. You should have you should have a little more visibility than that, buddy. Thanks, I've got Tim. Some smoke in the air. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you know what? I haven't even yeah. factored that in because where we are. Thanks, Tim. We appreciate. it. We know you got to get on a flight. We appreciate it. where we are. Right. I I didn't see any smoke this morning. Yeah, no, it's it's out there. Yeah, and there are. I know there's been some even some evacuations in the in the. Are there going to be any? Uh, are there going to be any uh, blackouts today? Uh, yeah, there are rolling well. blackouts yes. no, all over the place. All righty, definitely will be. All right, our thanks to Tim Roy. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll reopen up the phone lines. More Warriors conversation. More NBA conversation here. Ninety five seven. The game. Warriors This Week continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Jim Cozumore, and you, 888-957-9570, Connor Letourneau of The Chronicle is going to join us at 1230. Man, I, I just, uh, I love watching the NBA. I love that the NBA is back. You're, are you the, 
Because do you have the you have the package? I do. Okay, so you're I, you I can got, go a little crazy. Well, I got I got the package, and then I got it on the iPad. Yep. And then you know the cool thing is right now the the Yahoo app mm-hmm. and the Bleacher Report app because mm-hmm. the league pass is free the first week of the season. Right. But one cool thing that the Yahoo app has done is if you go to their just scoreboard, yeah, you can just tap the game and watch it because it's free for everybody. You can just tap it and watch it that way right there on your phone. For the week of... For this whole week up and I think through Tuesday. That's gold. That's gold. So it's the, the Yahoo Monday app. Tuesday. Yeah, it's just the the regular Yahoo app, which I, I like that app for scores. Mm-hmm. Just I think it you know it's, it's a good streamlined score, but it just, it has, if you just tap the game, yeah. it brings up a, fe- a live feed of that game. Really? Yeah. I kind of like that. And yeah, so it's so it's very cool. Yep. Uh, so I've been watching games on the phone, watching games, and I haven't even had to log into the league pass yet because it's it, wow. you know, it's free this week. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a cool thing, and you uh, can see a lot. But I like that. I've been taking full advantage of the fact that the Warriors haven't been playing, and you're still getting your share of NBA. In. Yeah, because you had Tuesday the 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 two games Tuesday. Yep. The the tip off games. You had a, a full slate of games Wednesday. Yep. Had um, a couple of games Thursday, but you were involved in that, and and had to. You know, I got a couple on the DVR from Thursday that I haven't oh watched yet. Look and you. then I was watching a bunch of games on the on the phone and the iPad last night, and then watched the Kings and the Blazers live. Have you had enough time to determine? And it's only the first week of the league. Have you had enough time to determine if there's a team or two or three who you've decided? You know, when they play, and I don't have. Warriors games that night where I'm doing pre and post. And it's not a team that I have to study for. Like, if if you you know that if the Warriors are going to play Portland next week and Portland plays a game here, you might want to watch Portland play just to be ready for it. Is there a team or two that has surprised you that, or that you're waiting to see that you think, you know, on a random night, if I just want to watch the NBA, I'm going to click this team because I think they're interesting. They're They're off some people's radar, and I'm kind of on them. The one team that stands out that I've seen twice, okay. or seen maybe a game and a half of, was Phoenix. And really? Phoenix, last year, Steiny and I did this topic on the show, you know, most watchable teams or teams you're anticipating watching during the season. And Phoenix was the only unwatchable, just disgrace of a joke in the Western Conference. Yeah. They were the only team in the West I found completely unwatchable. If it was a night where you could go to dinner, because you didn't have Warriors uh, responsibilities, you could stay home and watch a game, but the Phoenix game was the only game on, or you'd go to dinner and a show, you would have gone dinner and a show in a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So Phoenix was that team for you as unwatchable. And we could turn my question into unwatchables this year. It might be early. You might, I don't know, who's, is there, do we know if there's an unwatchable yet this year? No, I don't know that there is one in the Western Conference yet. Okay. If there is, it might, it might wind up being Memphis. That I can understand, although a lot of people want to see John Morant and Josh Jackson, not Josh Jackson, Jared Jackson Jr. and Josh Jackson. They just have everyone with J names on that team. Yeah, uh, it, it it may be Memphis, but I think they're maybe better than people think. But they won like thirty three or thirty four games last year, mm-hmm. which was which was kind of surprising. I mean, I'm, I'm I'll tell you, the Pelicans have been fun to watch. And here's the first the thing. couple of games. Now the NBA was quick to jump to the Zion train. And they nationalized that team as quickly as they could. And then they found out that Zion is going to miss four to six weeks or six to eight weeks with his surgery on his meniscus. Yeah. And now now you're sucking on the Pelicans with kind of a okay roster. But you're saying they've been fun to watch. You're yeah. entertained. 
You're entertained by what they're they playing up tempo. They're scoring the ball. They look like a they look like a offensively well coached team, like any team would be under Alvin Gentry. So the Zionless Pelicans are for you still a watchable team where yeah. you kind of go, you know what? They still intrigue me. Yeah, they got a lot of young talent okay. on that team. They've actually got some veterans. They got Derek Favors. They got Redick mm-hmm. playing for them. They, they they still have Drew Holiday. Like they've they've got some some veterans to go with the guys they took from the Lakers in the Anthony Davis trade. Young veterans too. Plus, you know, then you got Zion who's not going to be playing for a while, but mm-hmm. so, but yeah, even without him they're they're fun. And you like yeah. Phoenix, you said. You saw them twice, you kind of like what they're doing. And those are teams that I would say a Zionless Pelicans team is off the radar, right? Sorry Lonzo Ball, we're not going to to see you, but now you're you're telling me that they're worth the watch. Phoenix is worth the watch. I saw him play once, and there's something different about them. And I don't know if it's the Monty Williams factor. I don't know if they've added the right pieces around DeAndre Ayton, who's going to be missing 25 games. But they're still a competitive team, and they have caught your interest as kind of a, you know what, they're worth the watch. Not not a playoff team yet, but certainly worth the watch. Yeah, and you know who else stands out, too, is Dallas. Oh, that's interesting. Although I haven't watched a lot of them, but yeah. I've looked at the or, and I've got them a couple. So this is the other thing. So I've got the I've got the five, I've got like the five way DVR where you can I don't know five hundred hours or something. Wow. And the yeah We're coming over and multiple screens. What the smaller what are screens we paying you over smaller here? screens. I'm, I got to get on the payroll better. So I'm going to go and ask for a raise. They must I, have money just yeah, hanging I, all over the place. I've seen your setup. You see, it's look. It's a much smaller setup. Yeah. It's a much, it's a much smaller setup. But yeah. you're you're doing all right there. My right setup's so. at my you're setup doing, barely you're doing, all, you're doing all right. It's a much smaller setup. But for what I got, it it's a good setup. JD and I enjoyed an NFL game this preseason, and and it's not a bad way to live. It's not no, no. It's I not mean, a bad way to live. Yeah, we enjoyed I'd, it. I'd like I'd enjoy that that patio. I don't you're have that. I don't have that patio. You're welcome to come over anytime. I don't have you're that. welcome to come. That's the one thing I don't have. I do have multiple screens, but they're yes. all confined to one area, one location. You've got multiple screens. I do in multiple. Mm, yeah, very refreshing areas. Yeah, they are. They're they're. It's like I like to have theme rooms, and that's what we were in the outdoor theme room. Yeah, you have a very so, grown up version of yeah. some some. It's a neat, awesome. It's room. a nice little little area. So I, when I yeah. when I tune in then and I look for my teams that are to me the intriguing watchable teams, it's an Eastern Conference team, and I don't know if it's on your radar yet, but the Atlanta Hawks. Oh yeah, are a team that I'm I'm already looking at the schedule, saying when are they, you know, when are they around? When am I going to get my Hawks fix? And I was a guy who was not a believer in them last year when they took the point guard, but right now. Of surprise teams. Now, everyone's going to say, oh, I want to watch the Clippers. Yeah, I get You want to watch the Clippers. We all do. Atlanta is on my radar of, you know, if I'm not watching the teams I'm supposed to watch for my jobs, Atlanta's on my list. Atlanta's on my list among Eastern Conference teams. And I say this, you know, Steiny's a big Hawks guy. He really mm-hmm. likes this. Is, he, is, he, is it the Schlenk factor? It is the Schlenk factor. Okay. It is the Schlenk factor. Uh, but they were they were a miserable joke of a disaster they were in the early going of last year uh-huh. and i i remember telling steiny i'm like steiny these guys are bleeping unwatchable because i because i'll give everybody a chance yep and and but once you prove to me you're not worth it it's really hard to get back in yep. they actually worked their way in last year they actually were I, I was i watched them early i was like this is a dreadful disaster of a mess yep I can't watch them anymore. But by the end of the year, they had done enough and showed me enough to where they got back in my rotation. 
And now this year they are on the watchable list. They are. They are they are on the watchable list because their first I think the real first good young guy who missed a chunk of last year, John, John Collins is back. I think he's an animal. And he he is. I like him. And he isn't even their best player. No, and I like him. I like watching the way he plays and his energy. He's, I think, going to eventually be a better version of the same, um, the energy guy the Clippers have coming off the bench. Why do I, uh, uh, Montrez Harrell. I think he's a better version of Montrez Harrell. I like that. And then Trey Young is now becoming must-see TV. Yeah. He's doing things. He's not Steph. Well, they, but but now he's but now he's scoring. Right. Like he's he's got a feel for the game mm-hmm. and a and a means to distribute. You know, he reminds me he reminds me a little bit of Steve Nash in how he kind of how he maneuvers his way around. You know how Nash would he'd penetrate and he'd kind of go through the lane and he'd and he'd and yep. he'd come out the other side and you'd be like, "Where do you come from?" And then he's exactly. making play. Yep. Like Trey Young does that a lot. Yep. If there'd been anything lacking from Trey Young's game, it's the scoring and the shooting and the fact that he just looks really small. You think Steph is the everyman? Yeah. Steph is a giant compared to Trey Young. But he starts making threes and all of a sudden he's he's a he's the he's got the most potential to be liked the way Steph Curry is liked. Definitely. You know what I mean by the average kid who goes I bet you know how the average kid in the Bay Area goes to the court and the first thing they do is go to the three-point line and start jacking up threes. Because they think Steph doing it, may he makes it look so easy. That's what they want to do. I coach little league basketball. I couldn't get kids to not shoot threes. That's all they wanted to do in practice. They didn't want to do any other thing but shoot threes. Trey Young is going to do that for the Atlanta area. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right about that. And there's a, there's a little bit of a similar. There's yeah. something there. It's fa- not the same player. A little bit of a little similar. Fa- just a no, a foundation. Just a, okay. a means by way by, by the way they've tried to build that team. Yep. And look, the Hawks took some heat for you know they could have taken. Doncic. Yep, that's after true. Sacramento, they didn't. actually traded down. Got they traded the back, got the pick, and exactly they like the value up, and wound up with Trey Young. That was gutsy. That so, was a gutsy maneuver. And yeah, it's, it seems to be working out because they did get the extra Hawk, pick. Hawks are watchable. I'm going to give you. We'll get into some watchable teams. Okay, I'll give you my watchable list. We'll run through it in the West Good. and in the East, and I'm also going to give you the early. Can- Nobody has been deemed completely unwatchable yet. No. It's too early. Nobody has been deemed that yet. Phoenix got on that early last year. Atlanta got on that early last year, but by the end of the year got off the no-watch list. The Knicks were on my no-watch list. Yep. There were a lot of teams on the no-watch list. Yep. Yep. Uh, there are fewer teams on the no-watch list, I think, or there will be this season. But there are some on the radar. So feel if you want to chime in on that, 888-957-9570. Must-watch teams, no-watch list. Yep, you can, exactly. You can do that uh, with J.D. and Coase here. Warriors this week, uh, as you listen to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. We inch closer here now and into hour number three. We're halfway through on a Saturday as uh, we are going to be with you until 1 o'clock. Let's get to uh, Leroy in Oakland. we got some people that want to squawk uh, about a myriad of different topics. Leroy, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, guys. Uh, pleasure to be on. Um, you know, I was watching the Warriors game the other night, and um, – you know, I have to give you guys love, man, because, you know, through this championship run that we've been having, you know, you guys have always been saying, enjoy this. Enjoy it, because it is not going to last forever. And you know what? It's here now. I mean, I was watching that game, and other than Curry and Draymond, the players that we have, it kind of reminded me of 2001, man. I mean, I, I saw a bunch of Dean Garretts out there. 
a bunch of Cedric Hendersons, a bunch of Larry Hughes, a bunch of Mark Jacksons, and not the Mark Jackson, the center Mark Jackson. I saw some Chris Mills and some Troy Murphys, and it oh my it scared me, man, because <laughs> it it just looked you like having bad flashbacks, yeah, I Leroy. I know. Oh, it was just hard to watch. You're talking about hard to watch, so. I'm I'm hoping and praying that it gets better, but I I don't see it anytime soon, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that bad. I don't. I think it's a combination of the Warriors aren't what the Warriors are going to be, and they were playing the Clippers. That's true, but the problem is that it, that it was that bad. If they're comparing it, and here's the problem: they're going. We're all going to at some point compare it to what we've been witnessing, and that's going to make it feel like. The, you know, I'm trying to think of a good random uh, Mike Dunleavy yeah. of the world team. And it's not, but because of the super greatness that we saw, even a marginal team is going to feel like an enormous drop-off in a non-competitive situation, but it's not going to be that way. So we're going to fall into that from time to time. I still think, for me as a fan, I'm, just talk- I'm not talking media gym, I'm talking fan gym, I'm more intrigued by this regular season than I've been in a long time for the Warriors. Yeah, the regular se- we went from the regular season not mattering at all to the at regular all. season meaning everything. We were trying to cobble things together in October, like, uh, uh, November, December to do a show because they were so stinking good that we knew eventually we had to get ready for June. I'm, I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to say it tomorrow, and I'm going to say it Monday, and I'm going to say it Wednesday on, on Warriors Live That's and on Warriors Wrap-Up. The next three games for the Warriors are huge games. How crazy is that? They're huge games. If the Warriors are going to be a playoff team, they need to win at least two of the next three. I'm saying it. Because, and, and here's the reason why. Because you have so many other teams who are potentially in the mix that you've got to beat the New Orleans without Zions when they're down. You've got to beat Oklahoma City's because we're not sure what they are. They got a couple of pieces. They have a a decent starting lineup, but yeah, and they got a ton of draft capital looking for the future. So they're going to be competitive. But you got to beat those teams if you're going to want to be eight or seven in the West. Nine two five checking in, and this is hilarious, and it's it's indicative, I think, right now of maybe where Warrior fans are at. Uh, or actually, no, this is I, I I read the wrong one. Must watch. Clippers and Lakers, no watch, Warriors. Wow, 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 that hurts. Why do you got to bring it to me that way? Why? It's not like that. There's a pretty good no watch list. I think the, I think the Warriors. Five. I think the Warriors are pretty. I think the Warriors are still must watch until you figure out what the heck they are. I think the Warriors are must watch. Yeah, and and I. Well, the sad reality is, and and you had the greatest uh, follow up question to Tim when we had uh, Warrior Voice Tim Roy on. And he just organically said, going to be about 20 games before you know what you have. And, and you immediately said, do they have 20 games to give? You know, is there much cushion yeah. there in the West? I don't think you get 20 games to do that. If it, you want to be yeah. a playoff team, you don't get it, that it, comfort. It, and it, it can't be, well, 20 games to figure it out, and they're 7-13, and 13, or yeah. they're 8-12. and 12. Yeah. You're, the, you're probably not coming back from that. I'll give you an example. Sacramento might be able to take 20 games because I think they're kind of maybe a cusp playoff team in reality. Yeah, no, they I, might yeah. get twenty games. New head coach, sure. adding some veterans. You might get twenty games to figure out who you are. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it yet about them, but come on, 
I didn't want to say it yet, and I, and I'm not and I'm not going to say it. But my my prevailing thought on them after and they they got blown out in Phoenix, yep. uh, night one. They lost their home opener to Portland, which that's not a bad loss. Portland's a far superior team, mm-hmm. and Damian Lillard went off at the end of that game. Fine. My prevailing thought on them was, when is Vladi Divac going to have a stern meeting with Luke Walton? Ooh. If you remember, remember Magic Johnson had the stern meeting with Luke Walton like three games in. Well, I think Magic is but, a little more direct and Vladi's got a little softer touch. In, in fairness, Luke Walton didn't sign a fat Corey Joseph or Trevor Ariza. That, in fairness. Okay. That, I'm, I, and we'll leave that there. You know, yeah, we, uh, Warrior fans will figure that out when the Warriors are exa- Exactly. You know? we, we, we digress. Let's yeah. get to Jen in Danville. Jen, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jen. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, well. Jen, Jen, did you know Danville is rated the number one safest city in California? Really? Yeah, that's true. It's the number one safest city in California, according Jen, to the most Jen recent, surprised. the no. most recent <laughs> safest city polls. Danville is number one. So congratulations. Leave your doors and windows open. I actually live in Alamo, but most a lot of people have never heard of Alamo. So Alamo, Alamo makes Danville look like it's the slums. Are you kidding me? Look, I'm coming over to your house, man. Alamo. Steph Curry is leaving Alamo. I'm so hurt. Oh man, there go the property values. <laughs> is he keeping the house or is he selling the house? Because I know where that is. I've driven by that house. I I've heard he said no. I heard it's for sale. Okay, selling it. Let's yeah. see. Uh, you and I will go halvesies on it, Jen. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take one percent, maybe. Okay, there you go. So, so I just want to mention this Patrick Beverly statement the other night. You know, it's kind of funny because we won a championship before KD came, and we were in the championship game before KD came, and now the Clippers get Kawhi, who got the win for Toronto, and he's smack-talking us about cheating and and how we're such losers without KD. I mean, come on. Yeah, don't you think, though, Jen, a lot of teams are going to take swipes at the Warriors yes. because the Warriors have been wiping the league with some of these ne'er-do-wells. And I think, you know, it's, it's not going to be a very becoming look, but, Jen, I don't think Pat Beverly's statement's going to be the last time we hear someone take a swipe at the Dubs. Yeah, but it's just it's just it's the kettle calling the pot black. I mean, sure. exactly what they've done. They are not a they were not a winning team, and now they picked up Kawhi. Mm-hmm. We were already a winning team, so well, I mean, I mean they they did win forty eight games last year, Jen. Yeah, but they weren't. They didn't win one, and they weren't in a championship. Neither of those things happened. Yeah, that's so. fair. No, you're right. I like it. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, but I, you know what. It's unfortunate, but listen, you got to get ready for it. Look, and here's the thing: the Warriors, the Warriors took inventory and saved every receipt of everything that ever. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.